The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. What's going on, everybody? Man, I am so happy that football season is underway is enough drama to fill our minds and take away from day-to-day life. What's happening, Reese? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm back in the hometown, back in the town. Uh, last day here, ready to get back to sunny AZ, but it's been a pleasant time in Chicago. Oh, that's good, man. How's, how's the weather been up there? It's actually been surprisingly pleasant. It's about, you know, mid-70s. It actually was up to the 80s. Uh, I mean, I, you know, Chicago's so bipolar. You don't know whether to wear your shorts, wear your pants. You know, if you get in the sun, you're good. If you get out of the sun, you're chilly. So, but it's good. I can't complain. Most deaf. Most deaf. So, you didn't get a chance to go see my parents, right? Uh, not this trip. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I'm actually homebound at my sister's. I, I think uh, during the course of the days, I got in Friday. I was even so generous to give up my seat uh, because I was actually going to watch uh, some of my clients play. They played for Grant High School. Okay. And um, long story short, uh, I got a voucher. So, you know, I like to travel. So I was like, I can use this again. And it ended up, had I not taken the next flight, because I actually had an opportunity to give up the flight again, uh, the very next flight, uh, when we arrived to Chicago, it was storming. And so no flights landed, so we're taxied on the runway for a while. So long story short, Saturday, I watched uh, my nephew, Dion, uh, Nereus, Dennis's youngest son, play up in Racine, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, and I think he had three touchdowns. Then I went from there. Uh, I was going to go to our home, uh, Waukegan's home, I mean, but. It was like a conflict with the Grant kids because their game got moved to Wednesday or to Saturday, so I oh, watched that game. Okay. And then Sunday, I went to watch the Chicago Bears get destroyed by the Arizona Cardinals, and we'll get into that. And uh, it was an alumni reunion game, so I got to see a lot of guys that I, you know, got to know over the past twenty years. And then uh, Monday, I went to watch my other nephew that plays and um he also plays in racine so uh, i mean i'm footballed out right now and i have clients doing a lot of ripping and running up there then man hey trying to be the fly jock Ah. (laughs) (laughs) what about you what's going on in 
Memphis. Oh man, nothing I mean, much. Nashville. Nothing much, man. Just uh, looking at a lot of football over the weekend, college and uh, NFL. But uh, other than that, you know, just trying to keep these kids out of trouble. You know, fed, clothed, and making sure they do their homework and whatnot. But uh, everything is good, man. I can't complain. Okay, so tell me what you saw on the college team, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the the game of the weekend was the uh, Alabama Ole Miss game, and you know, it, it pretty much played you know out just like I thought it would. Um, Miss Ole Miss has a very dominant defense, and you know, they're right for you know that I think they're number three in the eight. AP right now, and okay. uh, I think that's uh, pretty appropriate. You know, uh, uh, so you have uh, Ohio State, I believe, Michigan State, Ole Miss, and I think TCU. I, I haven't taken a look at the rankings, but um, some good games coming up. Uh, one thing, you know, one one thing that I did take note of was LSU, and uh, that doggone running back is a beast and i can't wait to see him at the next level hey, you know lsu has had a long history i mean going back into the early 90s where they had cecil collins they usually have some dudes that can run that thing now oh yeah absolutely absolutely and another game uh i, I didn't want to fail to mention this as your alma mater uh northern well northern illinois which is part of my alma mater. Well, part of your alma mater, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Ohio State. And I told people before the game, I actually tweeted about it, do not sleep on Northern Illinois because they are probably right now, you can say that they're the best mid-major team in college football. And, and I'm, I'm throwing them up there with the likes of the Boise States of, of years past, uh, even the Utahs before they joined the, the Pac-12. They're a solid team offensively and defensively and special teams. And they, one thing, you know, Northern has put quite a few players in the league lately. So, well, and, and, and that's what I was going to say. Even going back to when I was in school there, we had Cowboy LaShawn Johnson, and mm-hmm. he was second to only Marshall Falk. They were battling each other for the rushing title. Exactly. Uh, and we had Hollis Thomas, you know, D-tackle, put 11 years in the league. Uh, Northern Illinois, uh, for those of you that are in the coaching game and recruiting, the one thing is they're now dominating kind of like this Illinois area. They're getting the guys that Illinois used to get yeah. and the guys that maybe would have gone to Purdue. And Wisconsin, one of the things is, you know, some people say it's their admissions policies, things like that. But you know, you're still only 45 minutes from the city and you're not Northwestern where, you know, some of these guys may not have normally gotten into there. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, as an Illinois alum, you know, it for me, it's it, it kind of saddens me that, you know, the U of I down in Champaign can't get some of these guys down there. But I think what Northern does is they do have that pipeline in the city. They're getting a lot of talent for not just the city, but also JUCOs. And and they also have – they're getting guys from Florida. So if you look at their DBs, they're getting some speed. I I think one thing that they took note of was that Orange Bowl a couple of years ago where, you know, they they matched up with them 
pretty well for like a quarter and a half. And then after that, the depth of Florida State just took over. And actually, I mean, you can look at that Florida State team uh, the year before they won the national title. I believe that team was actually better than the team that won the national title. So um, I think they took that to heart and it was like, yo, we have to get more, you know, faster. We have to get more athletic at the skill positions. And I think that showed on Saturday at, at, in, in Columbus. And uh, Urban Meyer didn't know what hit. I, I think Urban knew, but I think also the players weren't prepared for what hit them as well. So, And, and, and here's the thing, too, uh, Maurice. I um, just looking going back to that bowl game you were talking about, the one guy that stood out was a kid from our hometown that was at my very first camp, Rashawn Melvin. I mean, mm-hmm. he balled out. <laughs> so, I mean, and they were getting those guys that their recruiting philosophy had changed. They got those guys that maybe were a little bit undersized or tweeners, but mm-hmm. good football players. You know, they they were the guys that took the chances on Garrett Wolf and, where other teams would shy away from. Absolutely. So I, I think that is paying off kind of like the New England Patriots model outside of maybe some illegal stuff. But yeah. they're, they're, they go in and they say, okay, is this guy a football player? Mm-hmm. If he's a football player, I don't care if he's five foot three or six foot three, you know, can he play multiple positions? We'll take him. Yeah, and also, I mean, last point of that game, I, I don't know if you saw any of it at all or, or not, but... Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Did you see how Northern's offensive line was pushing Ohio State around? Uh, I mean, that, it, it, was, it was absolutely amazing. It, it was so unexpected. They were literally, especially early on in the game, later on, I think the size and the strength and the depth of Ohio State began to take it, you know, take its course. But early on in the game, they were getting off the ball and pushing uh, Ohio State's uh, defensive line around. And it was impressive. It was absolutely impressive. If they would have converted a couple of third downs here and there, who knows what what would have happened. But uh, it was a good game nonetheless. And I think it was a good test for uh, Ohio State uh, as they prepare to go into the Big Ten. Yeah, did you um, watch the Notre Dame game? I did, off and on. I think I was, uh, man, I think I was watching some other games at the same time. I mean, it was crazy. I was just flipping back and forth between like five games at that time. But um, I did watch it and, uh, well, parts of it, and they look pretty good. Uh, I still want to see them go against uh, some better competition. I think, you know, uh, them blowing out Texas in, in, in game number one doesn't really say much because who is Texas, even though I like the, you know, their, their new quarterback now, Hurd. Um, but I, I, I want to see more. I want to see more against uh, better competition. And I think that's coming up in, a, in, in two weeks when they play Clemson. Yeah, I, I, that's going to be a good test. And I think that the backup quarterback, I mean, I, he, he actually scares me a little bit. Uh, he doesn't get his feet set, and so that ball kind of flails, you know, take goes gets away from him. Yeah. And I think as you're playing those better teams, uh, it's going to show up. It's so tough losing a, a guy with uh, Zaire's uh, ability. I mean, this is we're going to see, again, where the coaching comes in place and, you know, how good is the running game. 
and how solid is the defense going to be. If the defense can play solid, they can get some special teams play, hey, you know, I think you can take them seriously. But it's to be seen. Yep, to be seen. I'm looking forward to next week, though. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. So, what? I mean, I know you're paying attention to this. I know we got a couple minutes. But did you see your stuff on the Blackhawks with your guy with the case? Oh, man, that is so crazy, man. I had commented on that earlier today on on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> what can you say? What can you say? And think about, you know, Patrick Kane, you know, for those that are probably not in the know. He's had a history of run-ins, whether it be some drunken type stuff or this situation. But, uh, you know, it's it's not looking good. And it seems like there's some some taint that's going on, some uh, some tainting with the uh, evidence or whatever. So it's, you know, it's it's bananas. Yeah, it's going to be some heads rolling. So, uh we're going to go into break and we'll talk a little bit more when we get out break, get back, get into the NFL and what a weekend. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. 
or send an email to JD Harris at high intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, we're back and uh, we're going to get into the real stuff that you guys came here. Um, the NFL, man, oh man. Um, Reese, like I said, I'm back home and, you know, some people, they're like, you're going back to see Chicago versus Arizona? I was like, absolutely. And who are you going to root for? I was like, I'm rooting for anyone who's going to pay me first. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, you know, it's a love it's a love for Chicago. Chicago's been very good to me. Without the Bears, I wouldn't be doing this show here today. You know, uh, and that's a true statement. I love the organization, the McCaskey family, great people. Um but the Cardinals in recent years have been kind to me as well. And I really like uh, what they're, how they've come and developed as an organization. And if you go back and you look at them at one time, they, you know, they were in Chicago, then St. Louis. Yep. And so um, they've been a nomadic team in the NFL, but nonetheless, they're in the right direction. I think when they brought Denny Green in, that was a good foundation, base foundation to uh, building a great team. And, uh, you know, so anyway, I go there and I see all my dogs from back in the day, Rico McDonald, uh, Dwayne Bates, who when I was in college, we all used to go out to Dyke Stadium when it was Dyke Stadium uh, and practice, by the way. This is the 20th reunion of that Rose Bowl team for Northwestern. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And so Darnell is actually pitching for the Cubs. He's throwing out the first pitch today for the Cubs okay. uh, and singing the, in the seventh inning. Okay. Now, that I can't wait to see. Cool. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, you know, and uh, walk in the stadium, see Chris Draft, Raymond, and Ray. And so we uh, – Watch, we were trying to watch the game, but, you know, we're still waiting. We're like, at what point, what is Jay going to do? And I knew going into this game as we talked uh, last week, I was like, the Bears are the, – the Cardinals had too much for the Bears. Um, I was like, the Cardinals have four or five great rece- good receivers, really six, that could start on most teams. Uh, they had depth at tight end. And defensively, the Cardinals have one of the best secondaries in the league. So those all said bad things for Chicago, and it came true. Did Absolutely. you get a chance to watch it a little bit? No, we, we didn't have any of the Bears game down here. But, I, you know, of course, I saw the highlights. And, you know, it, <clears throat> it is what it is, as, as Denny Green said. You know, the Bears are who we thought they were. You know, um, they just don't have the pieces. Yeah, it's, it's it's plain and simple. You know, they don't have the pieces. Uh, they they really didn't do anything to address the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary. You know, Peanut Tillman's gone. They let Jennings gone, who led the team with interceptions, I believe, two, three years ago. So they really didn't address the holes on their defense and you know the offense is what it is I think there's a bit of a identity crisis there because you know you want uh, John Fox coming in you thought that you know Forte would be featured a little bit more with uh, help from the backup but 
I, I really don't know what's going on, and you know, and that's why I said last week. I think I, I think I said you know, Arizona will win thirty-eight seventeen, and I, I wasn't too far off in, t- in terms of the point differential. But uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be a big rebuilding process, and it's not going to be good for Chicago fans. And I'm sorry to say that, you know, and me, me they're a fan also. It's gonna it's gonna be a while. I think there are issues that. And I agree with you. I really feel like they didn't uh, address their issues in the offseason season getting the depth that they needed. I thought because you knew Fox was coming in, Fox likes cover corners. I thought Jennings was a guy you could keep as your nickel corner. You know, he was starting to decline a little bit, but he still would have been a solid nickel. Uh, Tillman. It was that time unless Tillman went to safety. You know, uh, when you're going from a cover two to an actual more man scheme, mm-hmm. I get that. Especially when he's kind of long in the tooth. No problem with that. Did you really address your linebacker issues in terms of depth? And then you go after McDonald with the same checker, with a checker pass. And, yeah, so you were able to forgive him from the other things, and then he gets there and gets in trouble. But you should have been making moves in a draft. Me, personally, I would have tried to go up and get Leonard Williamson. I felt like, especially as they were, you know, you look on their front line, I like Jared Allen, but he's losing a step. And, you know, he's playing in a scheme that he's not familiar with. So uh, there, and then you deal with that, and then offensively, Okay, you know Jay Cutler, you have him, you're stuck with him. You can still go draft a guy. You can still go and get an active free agent quarterback. You know, there were plenty available early on, you know, in the offseason. And to me, at this point, anybody would have been an upgraded backup. I mean, the only advantage of having Kloss in there, I would have kept him as my third, is he knows the system. Mm-hmm. But you better believe I'm looking for – Number two, you know, I would have been calling John Elway saying, hey, if we gave you a second round, would you give us Brock Osweiler? You know what I'm saying? I felt like they just didn't do kind of memory uh, mimicking you. They went and got – they downgraded. They got rid of Brandon Marshall and got a guy that's trained by Brandon Marshall that gets injured. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and- and you know, to add fuel to that fire, you saw what Brandon Marshall did. You know, this this past weekend. Uh, well, yeah, on, Monday, on Monday. So, you know, they <clears throat> right now, man. The, the the locker room is well. I'm not there, but it seems like it's void of leadership. It's void of somebody that take the 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 horse by the reins and 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 steer it into the right direction emotionally. You know, uh, Jay Cutler, of course, being the quarterback and the highest paid player on that team, you would want your quarterback to be that, but he's not that type of individual uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, just like I said with the offense lacking identity, the defense definitely lacks identity. And and you mentioned it when you don't address the linebacker situation, when you don't address the depth necessity of the linebacker uh, situation, then you're going to have problems. You know, well, it is a deeper issue. Like I think about Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh had this saying: when you have an incompetent worker, no matter who they are, and they're there. So Jay Cutler's uh, part, 
you know that he doesn't have the credibility with the team. And as long as you keep him around, it's actually problematic for those around you because, you know, that's you're not going to have the leadership in the locker room because you see you got a guy in there stealing money. Well, yeah, then, he's, he's well, I'm going to be, you know, frank. He's a cancer right now. Yeah. And, and you know, some very well trusted people I know, they you know, they were there speaking to the team and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the things they mentioned, this guy comes in here, he keeps his hat on. They say his personal, he has no personal skills, you know, and it's like you're keeping him around is destroying the guys that are on there. So you very well at some point could move on and, you know, develop this young group. But now, you have a guy there that you're holding on to because of finances, and is he really is the money really worth losing more than what you're going to lose? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you're going to lose money and you're going to lose players and so on. I mean, in terms of when it comes down to free agency, I'm a guy. I'm ready to jet. I'm like, yeah. you guys are incompetent. Well, not only, I mean, you're going to, you know, you're going to lose money. You're going to lose, you know, players confidence in, in the management and you're going to lose a fan base. You know, of yeah. course, there'll be, a, you know, their fans, just like Cubs fans are loyal. They'll be back, you know, the, the next season. But I mean, the thing is, you know, me being a Bear, a Bear fan, you yourself being a Bear fan, you know, even though we're we're not in Speak Chicago. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, no, you are. Deep down, you you bleed orange and, and orange and blue. Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're disgusted. We're disgusted because the writing was on the wall three years ago. You know, I, I was calling for Jay Cutler to be gone over three years ago because uh, you know you look at and this I, I don't want this to be a Jay Cutler you know bashing you know segment, but I mean it is what it is. And the problem with the Bears now is they invested so much money in Jay Cutler that they didn't have anything to go around and address the other issues. So Jay Cutler, you know, yeah, he's the issue, but it's management's decision. It's the general manager's decision to give Jay that money, which has basically hemmed up uh, any progression at, on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, it's that's what we're dealing with. And, and I believe... That's where the frustration lies with the fan base. And I, I'll, I'll disagree with you. I, I'll say this. I agree with you, but I wouldn't have never taken him in the first place. You remember when he first came out, I was like, these people are going to be disappointed because he's not who they think he is. Dude, you know? I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, going all the way. This is the thing, man. Going all the way back to Vanderbilt. You know, yeah, he put up all those numbers, but if he was so great, why didn't he have a winning record in Vanderbilt? Hey, I hear he, you. He never had he never had a a season above five hundred until like his first season in Chicago. Yep, and you know, and Chicago acquiesced to all his needs and wants, and just couldn't get it done. So, but here's before uh, we're going to start this a little bit, a uh, somewhat similar situation, but not uh, with. You know, you had Denver and can uh, play in Kansas City. They win, but I still, I mean, what do you do with Peyton? Oh what do you man, do with Peyton? you know, I, I think we uh, we chatted about this briefly over Facebook. 
Facebook uh, during that game. I, I felt sorry for him that that first half. And I, I actually, you know, it was a point where I actually stopped looking at it because, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Peyton, but he's not the same guy anymore, man. He doesn't have the arm strength. He can't move, you know, but also you have to look at what was he kind of hamstrung by the system. It, it, speaking of hamstrings, that's what he injured and it showed his weaker arm, but we'll talk a little bit more and then we'll get into picks and all that fun stuff. So uh, we'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time or p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Leave the bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we're back. and uh, did, So we're talking about uh, the Peyton Manning and things like that with the Chiefs. So... You did watch the game. Were you impressed? What, I mean, what about the Chiefs? What do you think about them? Well, I think um, <clears throat> they're, they're going to be there at the end. Uh, you know, they, Denver and, and Peyton, they just put it together in that fourth quarter and, and, and made a run. But th- it doesn't take anything away from, you know, me feeling that Kansas City is going to be there at the end of the season and, and win the division. Um I'd, I'd definitely like to see uh, Alex Smith use his legs a little bit more and 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 uh, create a little bit more uh, on the move. But uh, I'm you know I'm I'm good. I, I think we have to get Macklin the ball and get him in situations where he can make plays with his legs also. Uh, but you know it's it's just you know game two. They're one and one. You know I, I think they're they'll be fine. Did you? 
Did any other games stand out to you, Reese, that you checked over the week or watched? Oh, well, Philly. <laughs> Philly, <laughs> Dallas. I mean, my God. Uh, I, you know, I'm at a loss for words. I'm really at a loss for words. I, I really don't know where to start with this. Um, is it the system? Is it Sam Bradford? Is it uh, just the lack of cohesion? with a new offensive line, a lack of cohesion with uh, DeMarco being, you know, there. I, I think there's a lot of variables at play right now, which, which assists in them looking so disjointed on offense. It was horrible to watch. You know, someone made a great point. Uh, I think it was Trey Wingle or someone. They were like, did they get DeMarco Murray just to keep him away from Dallas? Or did they get him because they wanted him? I, you know, I don't know. I, I think they probably got him because he was the, well, outside of LaShawn, who they let go, he was the best back available. Now, I probably would have kept LaShawn, but uh, I don't know who I was. Oh, I think it was, uh, uh, what's his name? The old GM of the Colts. Um, I forget his Bill name. Bill Yeah, Polian. He made a very good point. Because uh, the question was raised, you know, does DeMarco fit that system? And he brought up the fact that, you know, DeMarco is like, like Legarry uh, Blunt at Oregon. They're the same type of back, but DeMarco is actually faster and more athletic. So I think it's a situation where, you know, it's going to take time for these guys to deal. But one thing, it, you know, that definitely stands out, man, there's no athleticism at the wide receiver position. If, if they're playing a team that's playing straight up, man, guys are not getting, you know, any freedom, you no know, free space, you know, separation. So I, that's going to be a, that's going to be an ugly situation if they, it doesn't uh, turn around soon. Yeah, I would like to see them go and contact the Cardinals and trade uh, for Michael Floyd. I think that kind of addresses some of the issues with the wide receiver for Philly. But did you see DeMarco hurdle that cat? Yeah, yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> and, that, and that was a that was a hurdle out of anger. That dude <laughs> was upset the entire game, and rightfully so. I mean, look at the numbers. My God, it was like 15, uh, eight, what, how many rushes for negative 15 yards for, for some time? And I think he finished the game with like eight total yards. I mean, and that's something when you play against kind of more or less a spread type offense, um, what happens is if that running game is taken away, you make a one dimensional, you can pin, pin your ears back and go. And that gets quarterbacks to pressing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man, I got to get it out, get it out fast. So then, and you don't have the athleticism uh, with the receivers. So now your vertical game is really a horizontal game. Yeah, and yeah. so then what defenses can do is kind of just sit back and it's just like, okay, we're going to tee off on everyone. Well, you know, we don't even really have to run. We'll just get our normal pass rush. But we're sitting back, we're dropping guys and just forcing you to get rid of the ball. And yeah. we're taking away the run game. And so um, I think that all has something to do with it as well. Um, it, it, it was interesting. I, I really – I guess I anticipated a better performance out of Philly, and now Kiko Alonso's gone, and that's who you traded LaShawn for. 
it's like, uh-oh. You know, Chip Kelly just painted a bigger red X on his chest. Yep, yep. So, I mean, uh, we'll see. You know, it's, it's just uh, week two. Uh, you know, we'll see because, you know, see what Seattle lost their first two games last year and made it to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, but you and you break the football season down by quarters. You have to win in those first four games. You got to win two of them. Yeah. You have to pull out two. Uh, and that's vital. Did you catch any other game? Did you watch the uh, Patriots Bills game? No, I, I didn't watch any of that, but um, I was a little bit surprised, but not shocked. Um, the thing about Belichick is, you know, he's like, okay, you have a great defensive line. That's cool. I'm going to throw the ball against you 56 times or how many, how many times it was. And uh, they basically took advantage of, you know, Gronk not being – able to be covered by anybody and, and, and using the pass as like extended run plays, you know, getting the ball out into the uh, flats to different receivers and just spreading it out. So, I mean, and, you know, I think Tyrod Taylor, you know, throwing three interceptions, one of them wasn't, his, wasn't his fault, but with, with new England rolling like that, you don't, you can't afford to turn the ball over. That being said, you know, the final score is 40 to 32. Yeah, and Rex, you know what? I like Rex Ryan uh, with all the bravado and everything else. And, you know, he uses the mental game better than probably anybody else in the league. And he was like, you know, hey, I got out coached today. I got out coached. And it's going to be days like that. But, but guess what? The beautiful thing is they have another game against each other. Yep. Um, I checked out the uh, Seattle Green Bay game. Did you get a chance to check that one out? You know what? I, I watched the first half, and I fell asleep on the second half. I'm sorry <laughs> to say that. I, I was just so exhausted uh, Sunday night. Was that Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night. And uh, I couldn't stay up, man. But, you know, that being said, Cam Chancellor is back in the mix. <laughs> you know, he, he came to his senses. You know, not I, I'm not saying it in a negative sense because I believe that, you know, he deserves the money. Yeah, I, I go back and forth on that. At the same time, I believe that you should honor your contract. Um, but well, that goes both ways. Yeah, yeah, it goes both. That's what I'm saying. It goes both ways. But uh, I am so looking forward to next week, you know, to see how the defense improves with him on the field. Oh, yeah, because he's going to have – he's going to give everybody that, uh, that safety net, that comfort zone, so they can go ahead and go and, and line up and do what they have to do. Um, I just think they, the running game has to get better and Jimmy Graham has to find his way on offense. And yeah. And, you know, apparently he had made a comment, uh, either today or yesterday about, you know, wanting the ball more, but, you know, even, even though they may have told him in the offseason that, hey, you know, we're going to open the offense up. Uh, uh, Russell is going to, you know, look to get the ball to the tight end more, blah, blah, blah. Look, man, the formula in Seattle is a hellacious defense and Marshawn Lynch. That's the formula, you know. And, and I think I, I know that, you know, we, we had talked about Percy Harvin not being there a and a guy that's able to stretch the field. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, the offense, Marshawn Lynch has to get his touches. 
Russell Wilson is going to get, and I, and I think that Russell Wilson has to do what he did at some points throughout the game uh, against Green Bay, where he uses his legs to, you know, extend plays and, and pick up first downs. So that leaves you with not too many plays to go Jimmy's way. So I don't know. Pete will probably figure something out and get a good game plan together to make him feel involved in, 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 the, in the game plan. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I still think, and I'll stick with it just like you brought up, but I think the key thing is they need some other people to stretch the field vertically. And I think that you can still get Marshawn as touches, but you got to be able to threaten people. And I don't think they threaten them. And I think that takes some of the pressure off of Jimmy Graham. And then that opens up the run game. I think everything gets kind of interlocked with each other, and none of them are really solid right now. Yeah. yeah. And so that becomes – it just becomes a chain reaction in terms of problems. And then, man, did you watch that Monday night game? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's issues – there's some serious issues going on in uh, Indy. There, there's some and issues. There's definitely I don't some think, issues. I don't think Chuck makes it off the season. If they lose five games, his will roll before the season's over with. You know, we, we'll see because uh, Indy, just like Seattle, I think Seattle started off 0-2 last year. But Indy started off 0-2 last year also. And they're playing in the AFC South. So that's something, even though I picked Tennessee to win a, a, a AFC South, you know, which is – against all odds practically but the thing is man you have to look at what's going on in indy they got some players decimated their offensive line is atrocious and as you know bill polian said this morning really what's happening is andrew luck is pressing because he knows the defense is garbage so he he knows that you know look for us to win i have to put up some points so and that becomes the issue though reese and I, i feel like that this is why I feel like it happened because they already there is not set in stone. But watch, Nick Saban will be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and I guarantee you, by week ten, even if they turn it around, they're gone because Nick Saban is not going to want Ryan Gergerson there as the uh, GM. And, you know, obviously, so that means Chuck is gone no matter what. And so they'll start getting a roll on things by getting those guys out of there. So give it, say, week 12, that's when college football, like let Alabama take another L, watch. When Alabama takes another L and their their bowl season is over, or they, I mean, I think they don't. I think they may take one more L, and guess what? He's out, and soon as you know, he's going to finish up the season. But I guarantee you, soon as bowl game season, let's just say December, January, everybody's out of Indy. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm 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 going to keep that in the back of my mind. Uh, I know that we had talked about that uh, a couple of days ago, I believe. But um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I know right now there's there's a lot of holes in, in Indy. Yep. And speaking of holes, I got to go to the hole. So we're going to be back in a minute. The opening kickoff. 
got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144, 1-888-346-9144, or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, thank you, Alexis. Wow. So we're coming back into the show, and this is the time we're going to start kind of, let's see where we our guests and guesstimations are uh with football i'm doing horrible with football pools i'm doing horrible with uh, what you call it what is it uh, fantasy, fantasy football man so i can't catch a break so this first game monday or uh we have thursday night redskins versus the giants Ooh, that is what in is- new york and giants are favorite by three and a half uh, I'm going to go with the Giants. They're going to get off the snide and get their first win. I think so, too. I'm going to Alicia Keys on you, New York. So, anyway, uh, next one. So, we're both at New- taking New York. Atlanta at Dallas. I'm going to take Atlanta. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta also. Um, and it's not because of Brandon Whedon. It's because I believe that uh, Atlanta has a good thing going right now. So, uh, I'm going to take Falcons. Yeah, and I think I'm taking Atlanta because they do have a good thing going, and Brandon Wheaton, and Des Bryant being gone. <laughs> it's just too many variables. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. to get that timing. You know, where guys haven't. I mean, even though these two, Brandon Wheaton and the second group, have worked together. You know, I mean, you're pretty much talking about second second group receiver, so you might see not that much of a drop off. Um, the Colts at the Titans. No defense from the Colts. I really think the Colts can go three and zero. I mean zero and three, because yeah. uh, I think the Titans' defense uh, Ray calls a, a a very complicated scheme that's full of pressure, and Andrew Luck is pressing against pressure. I take the Titans. 
Yeah, I'm going with the Titans also. Uh, I think Dick LeBeau uh, does have those guys uh, playing, playing fast on the defensive side of the ball. And Mariota, you know, he's not going to take the shots that he took last week because Indy's defense is garbage. Uh, he'll have the time to survey the field. He'll be able to extend plays with his legs. And the running game with Sankey and, and – uh, do uh McAllister McCluster I'm sorry McCluster uh I think it's going to be too much for Indy so I'm taking uh Titans at home so we have the Raiders versus the Browns this is very intriguing game uh McCollin's back but I'm going to go with the Raiders I'm going I'm, I'm going with Cleveland uh I think that um, they're going to be riding the wave, even though they're going back to uh, McCown. McCown's going to be ready to play. He's not going to make those idiotic, uh, another idiotic decision like he made. I know we differed in opinion on that last week, but I'm going with uh, the Browns. So now we have a battle, a division battle, uh, another quote-unquote rival week. You know, Bolo's being thrown, Bengals versus the Ravens. This is real tough. <laughs> I mean, you're going to see – I, I, I'm going to have to go, and this kills me, pains me to do. I'm going to go with the Bengals because they're a pass. You know, they they have depth at running back. Their receiving core is good. Their defense, they they're solid. They don't, they haven't dropped anything off really. You know, they've had the same people there that have only gotten better in, with time, like one. So this particular game, I think. Cincinnati is going to be up for the challenge and go to Ravens and win. I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, they're 0-2. They're playing at home. They need to get off the snide. I think the, the crowd will be amped. I think the defense will be ready, and I think you'll see a setback by uh, the redhead. Yeah. <laughs> the, the original bangle? The original bangle. <laughs> so are, are you praying that Randy Lewis also dresses up for a Ravens? No, nah, man. Now you got it. It's not going to be neat. I'm like, they have, I think they're void of the leadership that they once had on defense. So that's what leads me not to draw on them. Um, Jacksonville won their Super Bowl by winning one game. <laughs> so I'm going to go with New England versus Jacksonville. I think they're, I think, New England is going to do whatever they want to them and um, purposely run up the score. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going with Patriots. No upset. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's an interesting divisional game. Uh, you have the Saints versus the Panthers. Uh, don't know how Drew Brees is going to come back. The Saints are becoming slowly becoming the Aints again. Um, I think the I, the fact that Watchmacar can run, Cam Newton is running quarterback. I think that what they have with the running game and just being solid, you got to go with the uh, Carolina Panthers to me versus the Saints. Yeah, I'm going with Carolina also. That deep, that New Orleans defense is just as atrocious as uh, Indy's. And with um, Drew Brees' shoulder, uh, I don't see anything you know being good with that situation. So I'm going with uh, Carolina at home. So now we have the Eagles at the Jets, J-E-T-S. And I know Chip Kelly, I think he's going to lose his genius because Todd Bowles is a genius as well. He doesn't get the credit for. And Sam Bradford seeing all the kitchen sink, the hammer, the spoon, and everything else being thrown at him, 
I'm just going to, I feel like it's just going to be too much for the Eagles to overcome. Um, so, and Fitzpatrick is playing well, go with the Jets. Yeah, and, you know, I hate to say this because I picked Eagles, uh, you know, Philly to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But right now I don't see it turning around anytime soon, especially this week against this Jets defense, which is going to, as you said, throw the kitchen sink at uh, Sam Bradford. So I'm going with uh, the Jets at home. Now, here, uh, the next game, we have Tampa Bay versus the Texans. Man, I believe the edge rushing and Clowney trying to prove himself. Uh, you just have a solid Texas team that's just starting to form and gel together. I think the pressure that they can bring to Jameis without blitzing uh, could be very problematic. Um, and I think it gives what puts a not that much pressure on their defensive backfield. So I got to go with Houston on this one, brother. Dun, 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 dun. This is my uh, upset. Uh, I am going to pick Tampa. And the reason being, I, I believe that they're a team that can easily be overlooked, uh, not prepared for, uh, you know, a feeling that, okay, this is, a, this is our first win. It's at home. It's a good place, to, you know, for a setup game. And I, I think uh, – the Bucks are going to game plan and get the ball out of uh, Winston's hands pretty quickly so to negate that pass rush, so I'm picking the Bucks. Wow. Interesting. Next one, we have the uh, Chargers at Vikings. What do you think? I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm going with the Vikings. I'm going with the Vikings. I believe uh, Bridgewater is going to get into a groove, and even though uh, San Diego is a very, very good team, but I think you're going to see more and more of Adrian Peterson. He's going to get his legs back under him. He's going. This will be the game where he rushes for about 120 yards, uh, and and Peterson. I mean, I'm sorry, and uh, Bridgewater is going to have two TD passes, one pick, and uh, but I'm picking the Vikings to win. This one is a toss up to me. Well, I'm going to go Minnesota. I feel like the uh, consistency will be developed in the running game. And then Mike Wallace, I mean, the fact that Bridgewater can connect downfield with them, they want to start showing that in Cordell Patterson. So I'm going with Minnesota. Next, we have Steelers versus Rams. I'm going with Steelers uh, just because on that turf, that defense is going to play a little bit faster. Big Ben is who he is, and Le'Veon Bell is back. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams yeah. at home. Uh, I think, um, you know, they're, they're going to get back to the way they played in, in, in week one and, and, and apply a lot of pressure to uh, big, big Ben. And, and I, I think, uh, the rushing attack of, of, of uh, St. Louis is going to play a big factor in this game. So I'm picking the Rams. All right. 49ers at Cardinals, uh, going with the Cardinals. I think the 40, uh, the Cardinals have too much uh, front and in the secondary. Uh, they're probably one of the more solid teams uh, on every level, on the first, second, and third levels. And it's a defensive game. I'm going with AZ. Uh, I'm going with 49ers. Navarro um, Bowman is going to have a big game. He's going to cause a fumble and return it for a touchdown. 49ers by 10 at Arizona. All right. They're going to have to cover somebody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We have Bills versus Dolphins. I'm going with the Bills. Uh, they're a team that can bring pressure, and they can run the ball. Bills also. Chicago at Seattle. Should we even talk about no, this? No, no, and there's no need. There's no need. We're both going with Seattle. 
Last one, Broncos at Lions. This is kind of intriguing. Broncos at Lions. I'm going with Denver. I I really don't believe in, in Stafford right now. I've lost a lot of faith in him. Well, they can run the ball. I'm going to go with Detroit uh, at home. And on that note, Reese, is always a pleasure, brother. And fans, thank you guys for tuning in. Look forward to uh, talking some mess next week. What you got to say, Reese? Peace out. Peace. All right, we're just about out of here. But make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon. Thank you.